Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Okay, we're live. Here's the intro music. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing stuff podcast. Yeah. We're joined this week by uh, Dave Hill, comedian, musician, actor, artist, bike rider. Uh, did I miss anything? That's good. Fighter, yeah. fighter of town. Yeah. Breakfast yeah, yeah. your breakfast guy, connoisseur of toast. I have, I yeah. Though I haven't, I haven't had any toast in a few days. Uh oh. So I got, you know, I got. I'm shooting a TV show, so I'm Not trying right. to. I'm being a very tiny effort to eat a little, a little more camera friendly, camera friendly foods. Right. Uh, even though I'm drinking a beer right now. Liquid toast. There you go. Yeah. Toasting the liquid toast. All right. Uh, we're going to start off with an ad because that's what we do. And then we're just going to hang out and chat and do our thing. Uh, this is some sort of crazy home done project sent to us by Pedro Charpentier. His, his email name was Pete Carpenter. So I think this is like his fancy Facebook name, Pedro Charpentier. Uh, oh, yeah. This thing is wild looking. Uh, 250 pounds. This is on uh, this is on Facebook Marketplace. Is in, in Bristol, England. International appeal here. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> look at this guitar. Um, uh, beautifully hand finished and very unique. One of a kind classic vintage guitar with leather finish and dragon eye. New pots, new pickups, sounds gorgeous, completely refurbished to high standard. Very unique, as you can see. Got a couple there, full picture of it. It is it is very unique. It seems yeah. crazy, crazy not to buy it. Yeah, seriously, I don't want to lose money on it. 250 pounds. I mean, you have to get buy a plane ticket to go buy it. But uh, He won't ship it to you? <laughs> well, it's on Facebook Marketplace, so probably not. Oh, I don't. I've never bought anything from there until tonight when I buy this guitar. <laughs> the thing that, that sketches me out with Facebook Marketplace is that it, it's Facebook and you're buying and selling with people who can go and look at pictures of like your Thanksgiving dinner, and like your family and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, I always try to, uh, my family thinks I'm really weird when I'm like, please don't tag me like, right. You know, like taking a nap after dinner in the living room and things like that. Because, you know, strangers will masturbate to those photos later. <laughs> I think, you know, I worry more that they won't, you know. I'd rather. Yeah, they... you know, it is like. What, what are you drinking there? Uh, this is Templeton Rye. I just picked this up today. I haven't tried it yet. 
So we'll see Ooh. if it's good stuff. It it was priced to be the good stuff compared to what I usually buy. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to try it. But this this guitar is a new one for me. I've never seen this like zipper in leather reveal in a guitar before. We've seen a lot of bonkers stuff on this show. I want to I want to know if you can close the zipper and do it as yeah, like a thing. I, I hope so. If you can't close the zipper, then this is like a wasted concept. Because I want to yeah. be able to like roll it out on stage and people will just be like, oh, it's like a leather, like leather coat guitar or like a leather couch guitar. It looks like a couch. And then you slowly yeah. unzip it in the middle of a song and be like, oh my gosh, he's revealed the dragon that lives inside of the leather guitar. I, I kind of just feel like this is a missed opportunity. It's the eye of the dragon guitar, but it's an 80s guitar. Why isn't it the eye of the tiger guitar? Yeah, there should be a tiger in there. Oh, oh yeah. And then there's um, so there's so many selling opportunities. You can be like, this guitar is uh, the cream of the cream of the fight. Listen, it's in England though. They don't historically they have not had tigers there. Historically, it's dragon That's country. True. There's. I, dra- uh, I watched that movie Ring of Fire, and there were dragons in England. Is that in England? Oh yeah, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. The um, night. Yeah. I, I would bet that this is already sold, in, even in the time that we're talking about it. Right now, live, like someone else bought it. It has everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, leather. It's got couch studs. It has a dragon eye. It has a zipper. It's got, you know, it's kind of like, it's like sticky fingers for Dungeons and Dragon fans, you know? Yeah, it's... uh. I can't. I imagine a big piece of leather over the wood pr- probably makes it sound. Really makes that P ninety sing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. That's I, that's tone leather. I, I actually have seen. I have a friend who actually does uh, similar things to guitars, minus the uh, lizard or dragon eye. Uh, she does cover them in leather and I have seen zippers and you can zip it, but then it's just picks, which <laughs> anyone, anyone could see that coming. No one sees the, uh, right. What is it? A dragon or a lizard eye? The ad says a dragon. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's clearly a dragon. eye. Really a dragon. Yeah. They should have waited until what is it? 1994 to make this. And then it'd be a dinosaur eye and they would have been able mm. to sell it. Yeah. Make it a Jurassic park guitar. They should just say, I mean, they in the time that we're talking, they could call the Jurassic Park guitar and double the price. Yeah. <laughs> I, They're like live editing the ad while watching this show. Just slap, just slap a, a little JP3 uh, decal on the headstock. I feel like oh, the leather totally. and, the, and the couch studs don't really work for Jurassic Park, though. You need. No, it does. Don't. Come on. Don't okay, hurt a sale right. here. You're going to hurt a sale by... Uh, Wait, no. And it's only 250 pounds? Yeah, only 250 pounds. It's very light. I I feel like that's... uh, That's not enough. You should charge... I feel like... uh, (laughs) A dragon is living inside of it. The zoo's going to want a lot of... Put a price tag on it that makes it sound like you're proud of what you've done. Yeah. You know, like, that's like... Two hundred. What is two hundred fifty pounds? Is what like three twenty five or something? Yeah, probably something like that. That's you like that's basically like 
he's just trying to get this out. That's a get this out of my house price. Yeah. You know that he spent way more money and time cost on this thing than 250 bucks. Like, Oh yeah. He, he should just, with a guitar. That, it doesn't look like the best guitar ever. Like the body's made out of some sort of, some sort of plywood that looks like it was probably originally finished a different way and they stripped it. Um, I don't recognize the headstock at all, but it looks pretty cheap. I think it's like a Aria or something. Well, there's a yeah. There's a like band an Aria or no. Van, maybe a Vantage guitar. Oh, Vantage, yeah, yeah. That's I, that was my my first electric guitar was a Vantage, but it didn't have a Dragon coming out of it. That's too bad. That could be, and the the back doubles as like a sandwich uh, board. <laughs> A charcuterie board. Put yeah, some yeah. Dry meats and cheeses on there. I kind of not to uh, again not to say take any shots at the dragon leather couch upholstery pin top, <laughs> which is uh, pulling disparate uh, influences and making them work uh, really well in a way that it seems weird that. Uh, guitar. There are guitars available out there that don't have that stuff. Right. You'd think that this would be the standard. Yeah. You know? Like. Uh. Uh. It, yeah. The standard is a uh, dragon coming out of a zipper, and then you're just like, well, how many pickups? Right. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I know about the dragon and the zipper. All guitars have it, but like, what about you know, like, what are the value of the pots in this thing? That's yeah. what, what's the output yeah. of the pickup. Like we'll get to the dragon in a bit. Like, what kind of dragon are we talking about? Like, eh, I've got dragon guitars. Well, I I need to you know thin the herd, but we'll figure it out. I just keep yeah. this, trying to figure out what direction is this dragon facing. <laughs> well, I oh, think that... I think it's upside down. <laughs> oh yeah, because this way it looks like the eye is is right side up. Like that's clearly the bottom lid. And that's the top lid. Is that clear? Oh, I couldn't dis- I couldn't disagree more. Oh, great. Here we go. Let's fight at the beginning of a podcast. To, to me, it to me it looks like they got like a, a rubber Halloween mask and cut out a section of it. Because you can see like the ridge underneath. Oh yeah. Wow, at, first, we're at first I was impressed, like, wow, they really went to town making this dragon eye. But no, I think they, they cut it off of something and stuck it under there. Yeah, now 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 I'm questioning my uh, thinking about. Yeah, two fifty pounds. It does, but I feel I do feel like that price is sort of like whoever made this thinks that they may have ruined the guitar by mm-hmm. doing it. They're not. One, it should just be confident. Just be like, uh, th- you know, this is this is two thousand dollars. <laughs> You'll never find another one like it. It's, this a, is it's a, a one-off. Yeah. Premium Corinthian leather. This is from the Dean Custom Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dean Guitars. My name is Dean, and yeah, I a, a guy named Dean. Right, right. Somewhere. I think my biggest problem with it is that I really just don't like couch pins. Like I don't like to have couches with those types of pins. You know, mm-hmm. I like leather couches, but that. Like every time I've sat on the couch with those pins, like my my hand wraps around the edge and I just fiddle with them the whole time. I'm like, ah, oh, this is annoying to me that I'm like tempted to do this. So if I if I had a guitar with couch pins all the way around the edge of it, I could I'd for sure be distracted by that way more than the dragon eye. Like the dragon oh, eye, you, oh. you, 
you accept it. You know, you hang up the guitar in your room, you wake up in the morning, you look across the room and it's looking back at you and you're like, Oh, good morning. I think the real yeah. question is how would you feel about this guitar? If you saw it hanging up at the wall on the wall at your local guitar center? Well, I definitely have to go take a closer look. Like this is the sort of thing where if you have a shop, you hang it in the window because it's going to get feet in the door all day long. People want to come in to yeah. see. It's, you know, it's like Audrey too. It's the, uh, it's the, uh, the Venus flytrap in the window and everyone comes in and buys flowers because of it. Exactly. And then, and then the sales person at the guitar store sees you looking at it and says, can I help you with anything? And, and you say, no. <laughs> no i'm just <laughs> bad <laughs> uh yeah but yeah if, if it didn't have the couch pins like i'm all for like the concept of like secret zipper dragon especially if you could zip it and unzip it and just like give a little peek halfway through a set and be like oh look what's in here and then zip it back up real quick I, like, don't uh, think, uh, uh. I don't think you can zip it i think it's always it's always open out. Yeah, the reveal is a Dennis Nedry impression. Did I? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> Back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm just, you know, you put a Jurassic Park logo on there, and and yeah, it'll work. Or like a red pickup, red hardware that would bring oh, it. Oh yeah. Or this you just um, you just wear like a white linen suit, and people will get it. I feel like this should go for at least as much as the Gorky Park uh, Kramer mm. goes on for on Reverb. Well, whatever that, that's going for. That goes for whatever money goes for because people have heard that song on the radio. Like this has to be attached to a song for it to be worth a bunch of money. Godzilla. It could be the guitar from the song Godzilla. Was that? Uh, oh, what band Oyster is Oyster Cult? Oyster Cult. That's right. I love that riff. Oh yeah, I mean Buck Dharma. You charge two thousand dollars for that Buck Dharma's guy. His his uh, guitar valet is gonna buy it, and then he, he'll be like, "As long as I'm here, what else do you have?" <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've murdered this thing. I don't think there's anything else that can be said about it. We've decided it's I, worth. I have one more thought on it. Late on I, it. I feel like it. This guitar is like the luthier's version of those cooking shows where you have to make a meal or a dish out of super specific ingredients. And they were like, we'll give you a P90, uh, a piece of leather, uh, a, a, a uh, dragon mask, and a bunch of couch cushions. Go. Good luck. No, like it started out with a guitar, a full-sized couch. And like a full size dragon costume, and they're like, yeah. Have "Good luck!" And this is what came out. Yeah, I like that idea. That's a that's a good idea for a show. Like you should go and use like your entertainment connections and pitch that to go sell the, every. Oh my god, everyone yeah. would watch that show. Exactly. <laughs> everyone wants to watch a guitar modifying show. It would be so much fun. It'd be like Orange Tempers. Only ten people watch it. <laughs> if, if there's one thing I've learned uh, a couple times now. In my show business career, uh, I've tried with some other people to sell like a guitar show because we're like, well, everyone loves a guitar show, even if they don't play or own any guitars. Everyone wants to see that. Network executives tend to disagree. 
like you because in your mind you go like no it's like all those car shows right everyone loves those guitar shows are just just as enjoyable yeah. but they're not you have to you have to be into guitars You're which preaching. i am you're preaching to the the choir right now. We are we already know, <laughs> but we actually uh, we did some very light market research years back, and we just we did some googling and found out that according to some sites on the internet, upwards of like thirty percent of American men have picked up a guitar, tried at guitar at some point in their life. And the number might even be higher for women. We didn't get those stats because Google was being sexist that day. Um, oh. Yeah. But I feel like that's a huge number. If it was like 1% of people in the U.S. or the world that had picked up a guitar, that would be a huge number. But 30% is pretty incredible. I think I think more people know and care about guitar than we mm. care to admit. Like everyone's mm. like if you went to college, you owned an acoustic guitar. It comes with the kit. That's true. That's yeah, true. but. But then, like, the, then a lot, I think maybe a lot of people, like guys like us, you know, were like, oh, we're, we, we followed through. We learned how to play guitar. We didn't quit. We're not quitting. We didn't quit. We feel no shame. I, you know, sure, I go like, hey, I, I could be better. I could work harder and be better. But I don't hang my head in shame like a big percentage of those guys you described who are like, you know what? I didn't make it past, past the G chord. Right, right. Most people, they hit Wonderwall and they're out. They're like, there's nowhere else to go from there. Yeah, what do you do? The brave few of us continue on and we learn we learn breakfast at Tiffany's. And that's that's really... Oh, the, yeah. When you learn breakfast at Tiffany's, there's no going back. Now you're no. locked for life. And then, this, and then this happens. Oh, so, I know. Yeah, no, I'm seeing it. I'm just... Yeah, it's exactly. just like... Uh, the only thing missing is a uh, guitar with a dragon coming out of it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what that statistic is, though, is it's it's uh, it's not 30 percent of Americans or American men. It's there. They sold enough guitars mm. to to. And it's get, really just like four guys who have bought thousands. of Yeah. Guitars. yeah but it's like, you know, you represent 22 of that 30 percent. Just, yeah. just in this room. They're like, oh yeah, Ryan bought, you know, 1% of all of the guitar guitars produced. We'll call that 1% of the population. Oh, you raise a good, yeah. There's so many. I think there's, oh, I don't know. I would say probably like 30. Yeah, I think that feels about right with 30%. Because I remember when I started playing guitar in eighth grade, that was the year there was like a million guys in the grade were started playing guitar and then you know by like second semester they kind of drop off not playing anymore and uh their yeah. lives are in in the gutter now really exactly if you if you didn't keep it up like it's over uh i think i think most people start in high school because uh, I mean, my joke that I say every single time is when you're a teenager, you just got to find something to do with your hands, anything to do with your hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that's when most people start. But like that, that, that window from high school to like college, I think that's where most people like try and then determine whether or not they're going to keep doing it. Like if you don't keep right. doing it in that range and you're probably not going to make a life out of it, you know, and no. not turn into one of these 
messes back here. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm just thinking about yeah, my mess of a life uh, in a similar uh, way of just of not too many guitars, but you know. Well, that's what I get to. Steve and I were we were talking about all your your content that we've been diving into, <laughs> prepping to have you on the show, and we noticed that in every single video we've ever seen you in, different guitar every time. Like yeah. I don't think I've seen anything where you have the same guitar twice. Like how many do you do you keep them all, or do you like do you rent them, or do you like you buy them and you keep them and you just want to use a different one in every video? Like what's what's your uh, what's your mentality there? I I don't know. I have a lot of. I mean, I I probably have twenty something. I don't know in there, but um, I t I I've sold I've sold some, but I'm trying to think like anything you probably would have seen. I still have. Hmm. Um, if it's good for a video, then it's good enough to be in the keep pile. <laughs> well, you have. I mean, I don't buy any guitar really that I don't think is going to look cool. Like, um, if that's the last, I don't care like how well it plays or, I mean that, no, it has to play and sound and all that, but you got to do the mirror test. Right. Right. And you're right. like, do I look cool with this guitar? And if the answer is no, nothing's going to save it. There's, there's I've got a lot of guitars to sell. <laughs> <laughs> there's something in, in watching. I don't, I don't, you know, you, you did a, a bunch of appearances. I don't know what the context was with uh, uh, Chris uh, Teeley. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's something just really amusing because my background with Chris Teeley is just Nickel Creek and Punch Brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, you up there with a, with a, uh, a Daphne Blue or whatever flying V mm. with this, with, you know, a guy who's, you know, a, a mandolin virtuoso. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this contrast there of like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hear some some metal riffs tonight. Here we <laughs> go. Well, that could that guitar. Uh, so, well, the first time I did that, I did that show three times. The first one, they're all on YouTube. The the first one, I actually wasn't planning on playing the guitar. I didn't even bring one. And so when I'm playing the Telecaster, it's Chris's. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, and. And then the other times were mine, but the one with the flying V I knew like for months that I was going to do that show like then the Christmas show. And I was wait that, that guitar is from as uh, a Dunnable guitar. And so mm -hmm. I knew it was coming and I was sort of like, uh, emailing Sasha, like, uh, hoping that he would get it done in time. Cause I was like, I want to play it on that show oh yeah. it was a town hall in new york and uh mm -hmm. i was like that's gonna be a classy classy looking guitar on stage so that all worked out so you roll up yeah. the stage and the paint's still a little bit tacky yeah just yeah it was not it was yeah <laughs> tuning it up for the first time here we go yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's those, awesome those downable builds are great too yeah yeah oh yeah i want i want like every one of them in every call like he keeps posting them and i'm like oh shit i want that one i want that one i want you know <laughs> the only guitar i have a i have a white a gretsch white falcon mm -hmm. and i uh it's a great guitar but i just don't 
use it really. And, uh, but it looks so cool and it's made to look, you know, when they yeah. made, when they made it, it was the, the guitar of the future in the fifties oh. and it was for Nam. So I played that on, uh, on tele. I played that on last week tonight with John Oliver. I was mm -hmm. like, you gotta play the white Falcon. Even though I knew I was compromising the sound I was going for, I was like, it's going to look cool. Yeah. Totally. I got to play it. Oh, it just grabs your eye. Uh, I, th I think I saw, I watched one of your videos where you were doing, uh, you were doing your stand up and then like playing riffs in between over like a loop. Like you were playing like, like shreddy riffs over like a little loop that you did and you were using the Falcon. And it was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a video from like nine years ago or something like that. So yeah. you might not even remember it. But no, it's like, I, I think I know what it was. Yeah, it was actually right down the street. Because normally I like to have the band. And then then I was like, oh, it would be cool to be able to do it. And so sometimes I do it with a looping pedal. But I prefer the band. It's way more fun. But yeah, those 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 giant falcons, are they they grab your eye no matter what. Like, and yeah. that's, that's the mirror test. Like you were saying, like, oh. they're not just instruments. They're stage props. They're the way that you grab <laughs> people's eye when you're a performer. Oh yeah. I can't, I saw the reason I got that guitar was when I was a kid, I saw, you know, like a teenager, I saw the cult play mm. on the love tour. Um, I was just a sweet little boy and Billy Duffy had is that playing the white Falcon, like right in front of my face. And I was like, that's the fucking most badass yeah. guitar I've ever seen. And I was set. I was like, I'm getting that guitar one day. <laughs> so that could, and, and then the other in bow, wow, wow. I want candy video the guitar players playing and i think it's actually the same exact guitar i could be getting it wrong but i think billy duffy's early white falcon he bought from that guy whose name i can't remember and i think he's since died but mm. so the white falcon i have you can edit all this out i'm just no, no, this, is, this is more interesting than what bonus you content <laughs> i this this can't can't, this can't compete with the lizard, the dragon. <laughs> that can't. Um, but hold on, hold on. Let, hear me out. Here we go. Gretsch White Falcon, uh, but the front of the guitar is covered black leather. There's a zipper, and inside the zipper is the eye of a falcon. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Okay. That, you know, turn that, it into uh, talk about Gretsch Custom Shop. Yeah. Dude, some. They can't wait. It's big enough. It's a great big hollow guitar. You could put a little door, like a mesh door on the front of it and actually turn it into like a birdcage and have a little falcon in there. Inside the guitar. And then at the end of a set, you open up the door and the falcon flies out over the audience. And that's next level. Yeah. And it attacks a random audience member. Right. And the But the falcon never comes out because it's traumatized by... <laughs> Your set that you were doing, you're just blasting it with a twin reverb or something. It's like I'm dead. I'm never coming out of this hole. I know. Now, I'm, now I'm feeling bad for that falcon. I feel bad for or, the falcon that, that we imagine. The imaginary <laughs> the imagine the scenario is going to call Animal Protective Services on us now. But so. you could. There is room in that guitar for a falcon. Yeah, maybe. In, 
I feel like a bird is it's cruel to do it to a bird, but maybe maybe like rodents or something like that. You got to find a guitar that you can be rodent themed. And you can put like some rats or some hamsters or something in there and they'll be fine with it. Uh, they're, more, they're more resilient than a bird. Birds are pretty twitchy. Proco rat in a case that also has a rat in it. Like a pedal board that's like a gerbil case. Yeah, but all the pedals are Proco rats. Right. I'd Pro- like to see that. <laughs> yeah. And you've got you've got the, the plastic tubes that go out around the pedal board <laughs> and over it so you can see the, the critters running around in the middle of a show. It's a good plan, Steve. It's a good plan. These are all um, solid ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 60 Cycle Hum. This is what we've been doing for <laughs> years. <laughs> so you've got, you've got a podcast, uh, and I've... I've, I'm, I've been having this mo- this moment. Uh, I discovered. Hold on, are you changing topics right now? I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about my appreciation for Dave for a minute. Do you, okay. do you need to interrupt that? No, it just, just seemed before we made this transition. It seemed like a really good time to thank at least one of our sponsors. Okay, okay. Because I like getting paid. I don't Steve know how you feel. Likes money. Which one do you want to pick? Oh, oh yeah. Nice. All right, we're gonna do Chase Bliss Audio. I'll grab the thing. You start talking. All right. This episode is brought to you guys by Chase Bliss Audio. They make pedals more creative than you are with a digital brain and an analog heart. Brian's got this guy, the preamp Mark II. Look at oh. that. Uh, collabo with Benson Amps. Have you seen this, Dave? You know, I have. I, I saw it. I I believe I saw it in action at uh, the last NAM. Oh, you were at NAM. <laughs> a Nashville NAM. I was at no, I, the one the NAM in LA like a year oh, ago. Oh yeah, awesome! The, it's the only NAM I've ever been to. Uh, oh. I would argue it's the only NAM I will have ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit much. No, yeah, it's go good. Thing, everybody, preamp Mark II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It doesn't have like flying feet. Like it moves around on its own. Yeah, 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 these are all robotic and you can uh you can attach it to an expression pedal and manually have them like go in between presets and stuff like that. It's very impressive. And it's got wood it on the side, guys. Oh it's yeah. Very impressive. It's uh So go check out Chase Bliss. They've been supporting the show for years. Uh go buy something from them just to thank them for supporting the content that you love. Chase Bliss Audio. Pedals more creative than you are. Dot com. I already said that. There you go. So yeah, Nam is completely overwhelming, right? And a total disaster to be at. <laughs> oh, it's it's uh I mean it's uh it I forget I forget what someone described it as, but it it's sort of like um I, this is a true thing like in prison. Um, they see women so rarely that they like freak out at, at the sight of literally any woman. Right, right. And I feel like uh, that's basically someone explained to me that that's what happens at Nam because there's so few women <laughs> that basically your your standards your standards change they shift a little bit because you're you're just not used to seeing. Uh, yeah. an, a, an actual woman walk by uh, uh, outside of the Dean booth, of course. Of course. Well, it used to be, we, st- we started going to Nam seven years ago, something like that. Yeah. And I think we caught it at the tail end of when there was like a lot of booth girls around. And then over like a couple of years that faded out. And then Dean was the holdout 
until yeah. like two or three years ago, I think. It's like Dean, and then there's a couple coffin cases. Coffin cases. It's like it's like the there are a couple brands that are really couched in either in like very kitschy uh, niches. So there's like rock rock and roll wear apparel. All they right, sell right. is they basically. Yeah. If you want to, you know, if you want to dress like you're in any 80s hair metal band, butt rock, arena rock, whatever. I don't know what it's well, called. It used, but that's like a themed thing. It used to just be no, like I know it used to every be, booth just had booth girls booth. at it. Now, now it's only like the theme. So like you said, coffin cases, but all of like the coffin case girls are like, you know, the 40s goth. Right, right. It's know, themed. They're wearing yeah, yeah. They're wearing white powder and black eyeliner in a 1940s five-star general uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very, yeah. Anyway, don't want to get in trouble. Is no, that- no. I mean, I, I, I think that if you want to sell coffin cases, you better finish the job. Right, right. <laughs> I, if I was going to sell coffin cases, it'd just be all skeletons. You know, like and like classic, yeah, you raise classic a good uh, universal horror monsters and stuff mm. like that. Like have, yeah, or make it just like a crime scene. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, go dark with it. I mean, yeah. they can't do it this year, but they should have like a COVID sale or something like that. Is that too dark? Yeah. <laughs> coffin, coffin cases should have a uh, like a in Nam scavenger hunt, but all you're doing is going around to like all of these other booths looking for like a a toe bone. Oh, like you're just, looking for like it's a like a forensic like it's a forensics hunt. Yeah, the toe bone. I feel like the guy who made the dragon guitar would be. Well, well, I would love to see what he could do with the toe bone. <laughs> well, there's that <laughs> there's that guy who does all the guitar videos where he makes guitars out of resin and like colored like colored pencils oh, like, and oh. and top ramen and jawbreakers. He should do one that's like. I made a guitar out of human remains. And then he never mentions like where they came from. <laughs> People are like, uh, does, do we need to look into this guy? Where did he get all these human remains from? Yeah. Uh, the train train uh, down, like the abandoned train cars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things like that. It can spin into like an next episode of Dexter or something or. Poo Ninja told me to throw th- throw some thumbs up, so I, I oh. did. Oh, there you go. He's he's talking to the to the YouTube people, oh. not to us, Steve. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. There's all the comments. Yeah. There's all the comments. Say everyone, say hi to Dave in the comments. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I I was what I was getting to say before Steve inter- <laughs> interrupted me with money making things, which I appreciate too. Um, like I feel like like you and us have been like two ships passing in the night and we didn't like know e- about each other when we should have over all these years. Like I listened to all these maximum fun shows and I always hear like promos for your show. And I just never went over and like checked it out. Well, and- you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then what happened is I have uh, 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 my, my Sweetwater rep who's like the, the influencer rep over there. She sent me a clip of you doing your guitar center bit. I was like, oh, oh dude, this guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy sounds like he's not just making a joke from the surface of looking at guitar center. He sounds like he's actually been in one. So I then I go and look up all your stuff and I'm like, okay, this dude knows guitar stuff. Then I start listening to your podcast and now I'm hooked. Oh, and, thank you. 
it's uh I'll I'll say for everyone listening right now, go subscribe to uh it's the the Dave Good Time Hour is what it's called now, right? Yeah, Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Yep. You've changed the name a few no, times. Dave, Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Yeah, uh, we've, we've changed the name roughly seven times because it, I had a <laughs> started as a podcast, uh, Dave Hill's podcasting incident, and then it was like a terrestrial radio show, the goddamn Dave Hill show. Then <laughs> uh, it's a long story. Anyway, so now it's the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Just uh, just to steal something from Glenn Campbell. There you go. But my my kind of take on it I've, i'm probably only like a dozen episodes deep over the past couple of weeks or something like that which is still pretty aggressive to jump into a podcast that doesn't have episodes deep but it's yeah like in these times when like there's no like social interactions we can do it's a really nice like relaxing pleasant like conversation style podcast and uh i've really been appreciating that like like i feel like i'm in the room like hanging out with friends who are having a conversation. Like, I really like the mood of it. Oh, thanks. Talking. Yeah, that's kind of what we're going for. For for better or for worse. Sure. It'd probably be better if we were, like, a, talked specifically about, you know, murders or or, <laughs> or or guitars or something. I mean, have you ever thought about having people call into the show? Because I know you do a call-in segment, too. It's very rough. Like, cause yeah, I'm sorry. You can have. You've got people... a slick show. Don't, don't, don't down your show. Well, You've got a slick production. I, over I was there. just very slick. Very Maybe slick. People could call in, and then they could be like, "Dave, we have this problem," and then you could uh, help them make a decision, kind of pass some kind of judgment onto them. Yeah, um, that's a different maximum fun show. We're yeah, not even. We're not even on that network. Network, and you're promoting other net shows on that network. <laughs> yeah, no, it does sound like yeah something. Um, what sounds judgy doing, to me, honestly. What's that? It sounds too judgy to me. It is like it's a bit like Judge John Hodgman. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm being an ass. Yeah, Steve's being an asshole. Uh, <laughs> what is what is Steve drinking? Also, the Templeton <laughs> Rye. Yeah, yeah, we're sharing the bottle. I got a. Uh, I bought some of that Crown Royal Black on oh, your yeah. recommendation. I went through that quick. That stuff was pretty good. In Me my too. Opinion. And it's weird. I, I, I'm I lying to myself when I say this, but I feel like it does not cause hangovers that are quite as bad as other hangovers. Which is... Uh, I don't usually get hangovers, but I'll say that I definitely didn't get hangovers from it. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I used to not get them, and then now that's all I get. I get hangovers from like if I eat like a bunch of crazy food one day, mm. you know, oh yeah, like I'll get like a, like a Thanksgiving hangover or like a Christmas hangover. It's like, man, I just ate cinnamon rolls all day yesterday. And now I feel like trash, you know? Oh yeah. Well, that's kind of a, yeah. I get like ice cream hangovers where, uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, my body's just like, Oh, that sugar. Yeah. Um, anyway, sugar. for sure. That's, no one needed to know that. <laughs> yeah everyone's riveted everyone loves that sort of they're stuff. riveted they're like what just get this guy to say anything it's just- <laughs> you know you have you know what it's like once you have a, a podcast audience established and everyone in the comments will agree they'll they really don't care about the original premise of the show they want to hang out with their friends they want to listen 
to then talk about literally anything. Like we we'll do shows every now and then like, Oh, new star Trek movies out. We're going to talk about the star Trek movie or something. Yeah. You know? And then you speculate on what, you know, would Spock have been single coil or double double or like humbucker. Um, I don't know why I was calling, uh, (laughs) humbuckers double coils. This is, this is because, uh, it's uh, later where I am, and I I now keep like grandpa hours. Right. <laughs> so the pandemic has made me like uh, not being good at staying up and saying sentences late past eight thirty. <laughs> what time do you usually go to bed? Uh, during the pandemic, I could go to bed at eight thirty, but oh, wow, normally in life, I you know midnight. In yeah, nor- in normal times. Well, but, I, I imagine the life of a comedian in like you know, it's like usually you'd be like Dave Attell out there, at three o'clock in the morning in a, you know, sewage treatment plant or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I used to be more like that. Like now, I, uh, I have a girlfriend and a dog, and they they kind of keep me a little more, because uh, I realize that they don't no matter what I've done the night before, they're up at the same time. Mm. Mostly the dog. My girlfriend can, but the dog doesn't care that you were up all night uh, drinking Crown Royal. (laughs) They're just like, it's now time for me to piss and shit all over the place. Let's go. Yeah, time to walk. Get me up. Uh, Steve and I have have human children. We have kids. Oh, wow. my, which my, they behave similarly. My experience is like I get them in bed and then I stay up, not because I'm not tired, but because it's like my short window of time during a day to sit in silence and have complete thoughts and things like that. So I'll still end up being like a night owl, even though they're going to wake me up again at all hours of the night. Yeah, it is. It is kind of nice late at night, even when you're tired. Yeah. To just be like, this is, this is my time. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's like. Oh, this is my time. And I'm going to waste it by just couch potatoing. And then you go, this this is a good question for you guys or, or something. I'm curious. Do you ever struggle with the idea or the potential reality, which may not be the case, uh, is um, where you th- maybe look at gear more than you actually play. Like, <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, how much did I play the guitar today versus how much time did I spend looking at guitars on the internet? There's people who make that argument on the internet all the time. Like, oh, if you didn't spend so much time buying stuff or shopping for stuff, then you could go practice and you could, you know, be so much better. It's like, I'm not, I'm not window shopping and looking at gear all day instead of practicing. Right. I'm doing it and I'm playing the same amount I normally would. Like if I stop shopping for gear, I'm not going to go practice. I'm probably going to go <laughs> do something else that wastes my time, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, I have a friend. I have a friend who he said he's like I think of it as if you're a writer, but then you also were really into pens. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like I think they're two totally separate things. Like 
a writer that's like, I'm just fascinated by like uh, pens of different eras. <laughs> like, and it's like, well, yeah, that's two totally different things. Someone who's got like a writing podcast, like they're an author, and you look behind them, and it's just like typewriters. <laughs> and it's more about like, oh, what are you using? What are you using to write these days? Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've got, I've got this model. The new model's coming out. Oh man, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you also think about it, and it's like, what it, what do people? I'm, I'm getting so serious. Oh my gosh. Um, but like, what do people want that ratio to be? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, and, I probably, and who are these people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably spent, uh, I don't know, last year, like. 60 70 hours on doing this show maybe more in the entire year like maybe i don't know 100 hours that's because he doesn't edit it shut up <laughs> um, but, oh. but, but my point is only like so you know oh, you spend all that time doing like podcasting and talking about gear and whatever but i probably spent a good you know 100 hours playing guitar as well so but that you know that just doesn't i guess maybe that's not balanced i don't know like should I be playing twice? Most of the time I spend talking about guitar, I'm at work. So I'm getting paid to like, I'm getting paid to hang out in Facebook guitar groups. Hold on. We just yeah. got tell my boss. We just my boss. got a super chat in dollary dues. It's from Australia. Uh, oh, boy, it's 2.28 PM here in Adelaide. Did I say that right? Adelaide? Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was convincing. Adelaide, Australia. I did it, guys. Yeah. Uh, it is 85 degrees, sunny day. Of course it is. Well, it's a, it's the summer there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Why is he acting like? I know, right? He's just bragging. I mean, I'm in San Diego. It's nice here. It's you not 85. Like, it's like it's 85 nice. degrees last week here. So anyways, a uh, question. Would you would consider old USSR era electric guitars? Yes, I would would consider <laughs> <laughs> I've played a few. There's been a few that I've encountered at, uh, you know, Nam and pawn shops and stuff like that. I've never been like, oh, I've got to own one of these though. Now, do no. you, do you think he's saying would you consider old USSR era guitars from the USSR? Because I I own a USSR era electric guitar. It's what just it's just made in Japan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so oh, you're, oh, you're oh, saying yeah. he has a Cold War era guitar, and it doesn't oh, yeah. wasn't made I, in. I understand the question. <sighs> there, there's what's it? It's, it's a brand that's yeah. called. It starts with like a J or whatever. Yeah, and uh, they're they're pretty cheap. They can be from like two hundred fifty bucks to like fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I would say yes, but not as your only guitar. That's like your your 10th guitar yeah yeah i've always heard that a lot of those the eastern european like 60s and 70s are all like very very cool designs um and they're like barely playable yeah they're like barely qualify as usable musical instruments a lot of yeah. them yeah reverb i mean i'm wearing the shirt right now reverb at their at their nam booth last winter a, a full year ago they had a bunch of like really old funky guitars hanging up. They had that uh, aluminum yeah, the acoustic alum Russian guitar. And that thing, I mean, it's a novel concept to have like an aluminum bodied guitar, but the neck on it, it was just like <laughs> the worst cheese grater you've ever experienced in your life. 
the one that I thought was really cool is they had a Dutch guitar uh, from the 60s. And it had this like pit guard that was floating over the body and the pickups were actually integrated like hard baked into the pit guard as one piece. But oh. the, the pit guard material was basically made out of like milk jug plastic and it was cracking and falling apart everywhere. And I was like, this is really fun, but it's also like I wouldn't be able to play this for more than a day without completely yeah. ruining it. Big Ear Pedal says the Soviet brand is Jolana. Jolana? It, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And someone else mentioned Sovtech. Yeah, Sovtech. I used to have, I still have some Sov. I I have a couple Sovtech pedals, like the original ones mm. that go for a bunch now. But uh, the really good one that goes for a, but I'm, it's not like I would sell it anyway. But just right. bra- just bragging. Just bragging. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, do you have a lot of pedals? Are you do you do you dive into that world? I have a ton of pedals. I well, I don't. Uh, I don't know how many pedals I, I have. A, maybe 70, 60? I don't know. That's you a got lot. plenty. You got plenty. That's enough. I'm guessing. I don't know. I I have yeah, I have a fair amount of pedals. What's a? I mean, you've you've had various projects over the years, as far as I can tell, various bands and various musical things that you've done. When you put together like a pedal board or like a, a rig, like what are the immediate go-tos? Like what's a pedal that you've always got to have or a couple pedals you've always got to have? Um, I'm pretty lazy because every band that I'm in, two of them, I'm the, I'm the lead singer. And then Witch Taint, I sing quite enough that it makes it hard to use a lot of pedals but uh i always like the the um earthquaker devices dispatch masters great mm. uh it's like you know only four knobs which is key for uh a, a, <laughs> a beautiful young man is not that smart i i anything with more than four knobs i start to struggle right so that and but that that's great uh it's and then uh i use the hoof reaper which mm. is like three pedals in one from earthquaker i use that quite a bit i use the zvex super duper two in one which is it's like two super hard ons yeah and then i'm painful it's a klingon <laughs> yeah i that that's usually around and then uh I really like um, the Paul Gilbert Ibanez flanger that they made because it's a great flanger, but then there's there's two buttons on it. What is it called? The switch or whatever? Yeah. Mm You would think I would know being a, you know, one of the greats, but whatever the thing you step on (laughs) uh, is one of them is uh it just goes it's like a loop that goes like and like it's like constantly looping around and you can change the rate and it's i think paul gilbert explained that he liked it like in place of having a you know like a floyd rose or something Mm. and so i use it for that all the time just like if you just want to like finish the solo and go like and then you turn it off but the problem (laughs) is live because I'm like 
you're finishing the solo and then you turning off your boost or whatever the hoof reaper or whatever uh and so then you're like oh shit i forgot to turn off the <laughs> thing that's going so if you see any of my bands live and that's on the board at some point during the show there'll be a solo and then i'll start singing again and then underneath the singing is a thing going <laughs> until i remember to turn it off <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah that's that sounds familiar honestly i'm always doing like like delay time racking stuff like diming out the uh the feedback and then and racking the the time up and down mm -hmm. and uh yeah sometimes that gets away from me <laughs> like i turn yeah. on and it's just been sitting there just doing its thing for an hour and i turn it on and it's just this wall of just high-pitched noise all of a sudden <laughs> yeah it's hard it's just too much like i like today i had i'm in new york and i had a i rode a bike so i had my helmet i had my hat that i would wear when i wasn't wearing the helmet and then i had it was cold so i couldn't find gloves but i found these mittens i have no idea where they came from and i have the mittens and then i have my phone which i'm listening to directions of where to ride. I know my way around New York, but I don't know how to ride a bike and not get killed <laughs> around New York. So I had to listen for directions to tell me like what street I should be going on to not die. And uh, between the mittens, the hat, the helmet, the headphones, it was too much. So I'll, I'm just saying, apply that to a pedal board Right. And we're going to get these sort of mistakes. Exactly. In Gapacha. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly right. Yeah. But, what? um, you don't know that word? No. Oh, I... someone's equity, you, earthquake or devices, new ambient reverb pedal. I have that. I've got one on the way. You're the uh, astral destiny. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. It's right over there. D were you the leak? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, it leaked like on Monday. Whoops. So uh, no, the no, I'm a professional. I would not have leaked the pedal. Even though I don't know if I can say this. I've had it for a while. Say uh, it. But no, I'm no I don't know if I could say that that I I've, uh, I'm one of the elite the elite people that have had it for a while. That's cool. On planet Earth. It's basically me, Ingve Malmstein. And Tom York from Radiohead. We're yeah. the only three people that had it. You're the beta tester. And and you get phone no, and you get Tom on the phone. You're like, what do you guys think of the reverb? And you like spitball it and figure out what needs to be fixed on it, right? Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think they had figured it out before they they it was re it was ready to go by the time but by the time I get it. Uh, uh Jamie, but, does does the box have to be red? <laughs> Can we pick a different color? <laughs> <laughs> but i have a friend uh that i brought a pedal that was not unleashed on the public yet and i had it in the studio and he was like oh i'm gonna post some cool photos from the studio and he put a photo of the pedal on instagram and like within a second um they were like, you got to take that down immediately. 
No <laughs> one knows that pedal exists. Right. And then he felt all bad. And I was like, yeah, you idiot. These things <laughs> idiot. get all the time. They get leaked. I, I think almost intentionally, like brands let them leak. So like, not, a, not on my watch. I'm not yeah. a pedal leaker. I'm going to do a partial leak right now. A, a dribble is what I'm going to call it. So every fired. everyone knows that this came out this week. What is, is that? It's oh. the new Walrus Audio Reverb. They Ooh. don't know that this is coming out tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's coming oh. out tomorrow. I know what that is. That's the X1000. Oh, who told you about the X1000? We're not supposed to talk about the <laughs> X1000. I just got off the phone with uh, JHS. Yeah. Yeah. J-H-S. J-A-Y-H-S. Um, J-Huss. Jaynard Hewlard uh, Simpson. Skeener. Skeener. Yeah. Um. Wait, I had a I had a really good pedal insight. I can't remember what it was. Now it's gonna. Oh, it's we have me. a we have a pedal ad that we could take a peek at. You, you oh, want, I love a nice pedal ad. Pedal ad to break Where are you up. Going? Oh, this pedal. Let me bring it up here. We're going all we're going this way. Yeah, this one was sent to us by MG MJ Brion. He, he was, was he was in the chat earlier and then he left. Well, he unsubscribed. That's what he always threatens to do. Uh, this is a vintage tremolo pedal. Uh, I think I knew that these existed, but I didn't know that they were so old and how they worked. It's honestly fascinating. This isn't like the Dragon Zipper guitar where it's like, wow, this is a one-off unique thing uh, that's incredible. Now it's changed our lives. This is like a museum piece. It looks yeah. like, yeah, it looks like something from like a secretarial pool yeah. in the 50s like or like a legal... Uh, you know, a stenographer would use. I love this this close-up photo of it. I don't know if you can see it through all the pixels, but this like Tolex pattern on here yeah. is a trip. It looks like a billion tiny like microscopic worms, like carved patterns in a in wood or oh, something. Yeah. And those vintage knobs. It's just a treat to look at this thing. But then on the guts, it's wild. Um it's technically a tremolo pedal and the way that it functions is that there's this little uh, metal canister here with fluid in it and a mechanical motor rocks that yeah. canister back and forth. And as the fluid splashes around inside of there, it splashes over a connection to short out the signal. And that's how it produces a tremolo sound. Like Steve and I watched like all these videos on yeah, it. If, if if you go on if you like go on YouTube and just look up DRM and Tremolo, there's there's a guy who bought one of these and it has like close up video of like the motor and everything in action. And in the top left of this uh, picture, there's like that rubber wheel, and that rubber wheel is actually that's uh, what controls your your rate. Well, yeah, that wheel, you see it's, how it's, it's like... physical control. You see how it's connected to this metal spindle and the spindle gets wider as it gets closer to the motor. That spindle, get that, that big rubber wheel gets pushed further, further along that spindle and because it changes size, that changes the speed of the effect. Like it's just com completely like caveman 
like steampunk way of producing a tremolo effect. And it's just, it's bonkers. It's honestly bonkers. And it's from like the forties or something. It's totally, it's totes bonkers. Totes bonkers. Have you seen those? Uh, there was a guy actually I saw this at Nam, an English guy. I think they're called like Ranger FX pedals. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they have like with a guy. I thought I was being punked, as they used to say, <laughs> um, because he would be like, "Yeah, this you put whatever you want in it, and it will change the way the pedal sounds." It's like a little thing you dump. Like water or like Jack Daniels, whatever you want, yeah. and it'll change the pedal. And uh, like whatever, re like electronic resistance, whatever fluid you put in there affects the tone of it. Uh, this is kind of that way, I guess. The, the best worst thing I feel like about the the Ranger, it's called the Mini Bar. That pedal's called the Mini oh, Bar. Yeah. Is half the people thought it was a joke and the other half the people were like, I'm going to buy one of those. I'm going to come in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. That was, that that, was, you oh. know, I'm not saying like I'm better than anybody. <laughs> right. Right. But I feel like the fact that that never crossed my mind makes, it gives me hope for my future. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing as, as bad as other people are doing who see a pedal. And the first thing they think is, I'm going to fuck I it. Should come, yeah. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to put my dick in that. Yeah. I can't wait to I, I finally, have, finally what I want from a pedal. <laughs> I feel like when like fluids are, uh, you know, when it's open season on fluids come is like, that's not even the first 10 fluids I'm thinking of. Mm, okay. List them. <laughs> okay. Hot 10 fluids. <laughs> which haze, which hazel. Mm. Uh, Pepto Bismol, mm. oat milk, uh, single malt scotch, mm. uh, Mountain Dew, and then uh, and then there's other ones. And then right after Mountain Dew is come. yeah, come yeah. Oh, it's a slippery that. slope after Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. Then you're just you're getting going, you're going yeah. straight. Yeah, everyone sees it coming. No pun exactly. intended. Oh, oh shoot! He said Mountain Dew. Here comes come. It's, it's yeah, yeah. An old story every single time. It's oh, it's it's here coming down the pike. <laughs> that's that's a very specific fetish, right Ma there. Mountain Dew, more like Mountain Did. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Where's my button for that? No. Oh, nice. <laughs> Got a little soundboard here. <laughs> By the way, I, I don't know if anyone's been watching it. Uh, uh, Disney Channel has the new uh, Marvel show, a uh, WandaVision, and the the oh, end yeah. the end shot of it from the first episode has the thing that we use in it. The 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 what? Wait, I think I unplugged myself. Wait, why can I not hear? Wait, you muted yourself. What's happening? Okay, we're, we're back. back. 
Ryan wanted to talk. So, so I wanted uh, to show that we used the device that was in this show. We used the the, yeah. the roadcaster. I picked it up, and the power cable pulled out. <laughs> At the end, at the end of Disney's Disney Marvel's WandaVision, there they pull mm-hmm. out of this, they pull out of this TV to reveal that it's a, you know some it's supposed to be telling you. I'm falling for it again. You uh, you do this thing. What are you doing? I checked it. I power it was hanging out halfway, and then wow. it went off again. Oh, wait, I'm so is sorry. This working? It's is this working, working now. We're back. So, so you pull you uh, the camera pulls out and it shows a bunch of technological gizmos. You know, there's there's some '80s rack mounts, graphic EQs, all this stuff that looks very uh, sci-fi, like sci-fi tech. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is uh, the Rode Roadcaster, which is their podcasting interface. Right, and we saw it, and, and as soon as Ryan saw it, he paused his television and took a photo. Took a photo and this story it was there. not worth sabotaging the podcast by twice. <laughs> no, I think it was worth it. Yeah, it's a slick show over here, Dave. You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, from one from <laughs> one to another. Respect. <laughs> let's do uh, let's do the last ad, and then we'll do our closing thoughts, and you can go to bed because I know it's very late there. Um, we've got, uh, this is a local ad. I found this. It is for an acoustic control, uh, bass amp. Oh, I guess I don't have the shot that has uh, the info. Steve has it for I some reason. It. Legendary bass amp cabinet rib rig Zeppelin Zappa Santana Jocko made for, made for a huge sound. And it delivers aside from the very sixties paint on the front panel, which I personally dig, but that's just me. Everything is in superb shape. Electronics, whatever. It's in great shape. This is actually in really great shape. It is. Except yeah. the classic acoustic baby blue across the middle of this cabinet is now painted with a very 60s, 70s Jesus movement. Praise God. A question that we like to ask on the show a lot is, will it church? This bit, this ample church. I think this amp will church. <laughs> oh, yeah. I honestly, I mean, uh, the acoustic amps have become... Uh, go-to amps for a lot of like the doom players and like big like like fuzz noise guys that just want to have huge stacks yeah i kind of want to get this and just start a doom project and leave the paint and just like just I- like rip like doom riffs through like six fuzz pedals and have the praise god uh graphic just vibrating and shaking the audience i don't i don't know if oh, you're yeah. big enough to pick this up no, I I don't think I would be able to get this into have, either of my cars. You have to borrow your brother's one of your brother's work trucks. Steve no, and that. I are both acoustic control fans. We we own a pair of them <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, so the, you're you're already ready to have the band. Yeah, well, I've I've got, we've got the heads. We don't have the cab, and this cab is really the thing. I mean, it's wait, it's and a, it's in it's in local to you. Yeah. It's local to me, but I don't have a vehicle that could ever pick this up. Like this is ridiculous. Well, you need to get your shit together. I know. Yeah. I it's, know. These are uh, these are a uh, two by fifteen, and if I remember right, they're actually like an angled fifteen. Uh, so it's all like this crazy, you know, W flex wedge thing. Uh, I've heard people say that these amps. Like within the like, you're, so if you're standing in front of it, right? Like you're at, you're playing your show or whatever. 
the the mythos the the story is that within like the first six feet in front of this amp it's actually not that loud right because this the because it's all like canceling out or like crossing yeah, because over like the sound wave that oh. this puts out is like just such a long throw that for the first six feet it stays pretty quiet and then once you get past that it just gets like giant huge wall of sound i mean this is this is it mentions it in the ad and it's dead dead on like this is the the john paul jones mm. the zeppelin yeah. the bass zeppelin bass well not this exact one i'm i'm sure now they want fifteen hundred dollars for this uh the heads that we have i feel well we stole them we stole one of them from the our church <laughs> yeah uh the yeah. other one i think you bought yeah. Uh, do you think this is worth fifteen hundred dollars for this stack? Um, this is this the three seventy three sixty. This is the three sixty stack. Um, these are, I think, fifteen hundred is actually a pretty fair price for well, these. Well, been graffitied by some sort of hoodlum. Yeah. Yeah, I would say a thousand, and then if it's the owner that painted "Praise God" on it, say. Hey, brother in Christ, could you uh, d- deliver it as well? There you go. Mm, yeah, yeah. I want to have. I want to have this connected to my doorbell, and like when the when someone comes and drops off like a FedEx package, like it's sitting right next to the door, and it's just turned all the way up all the time. This is also on Reverb, and they want uh, fifteen hundred dollars to ship or five hundred dollars to ship. Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, it costs like 70 bucks to ship a guitar. This yeah. thing is humongous. Like you might as well Five, pack it, yeah. pack it yeah, full you, of other things you want to ship. Yeah, you'd have to send it on like a freight, like a, a boat. Like there, it comes with like a guy smoking a pipe and stuff when it gets <laughs> to your house. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you don't you do not ship this. Like you're you when you move, if you move across country, you like make the decision whether or not you're going to bring it with you because you have to have like a separate U-Haul truck just for this. I think 15 I, I think 1500 might be on the high end, but there's another person on Reverb trying to sell one for like 3500. Oh. Local Yeah. People. Is that for is that mostly for the cab or like the are, are the heads a contributing factor to that price? Um so the because in my head, in my mind, like our heads that we own, the acoustic control heads we own, are worth like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, uh, but they're not this. And so the the thing with this too, since I guess we're getting into this, the amp is in the cabinet. The head is just a preamp. Oh, so the, oh, so they're this original design. Oh. I mean, you can use the head. You know, if you want to use the head without the cabinet. You'd have to uh you'd have to get a power amp now i see that is wild uh, so yeah you actually plug that in there and supposedly like that's the tone secret because they do make a version of this the the 370 371 that um is uh the 370 head is a is a standard bass head then the cabinet is a passive cab and people still swear by the 360 361 combo as like that's that's the magic sauce right there it's something about you know, the, the amp, this particular amp that's in this cabinet. Um, so somebody says weird to have a preamp head tubes in the cab. There's no tubes here, man. This is all solid. Yeah. State. Solid state, vintage, solid um, state. I have you- an idea. This is how you get it. Co- write the guy. This is on Craigslist. 
Yeah. Be like, hey, uh, listen, start this is you word for word, say, hey man, I really feel for you. I'd be happy to take this off your hands for you if you can get it over here. I'll give you a thousand bucks, but I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah. You're slowly wearing him down, making him think like just like Negan. Yeah, just totally to where he's like, oh man, yeah, this guy's helping me out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, finally, someone is paying me attention, and and I'm ready yeah. to commit to them. The 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 real problem with these is they're so like here and there to to pop up for sale that the the price on it's just it's kind of a crapshoot. You, I, I feel like you could probably offer this guy a thousand bucks and make it happen. Yeah, he's That's probably true. not going to get an offer for a thousand yeah, bucks. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Were, were you here one minute ago when oh, I yeah, already yeah. said that? Dave, I'm agreeing. <laughs> I thought I felt like you were presenting it as your own original price point. And no, I no guys, know. now guys, hear me out. Hear me out. I've got this idea. Oh my gosh. Uh, you, what I'm what I'm saying. Hold on. What I'm saying is, you call this guy up. And you say, "Hey, man, I like this amp you've got, but I'm thinking if you can drive it down to me, I'll give you a thousand bucks." See, did you just have that idea? I'm giving you a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. What do you guys Steve. think? What do you guys think? Oh my gosh. That's pretty good. I like the idea of uh buying it, <laughs> buying it and forming a band that is sound is dictated by owning the amp. Well, it's just this plus the dragon guitar, and you've got you got yourself a band cooking. I mean you got yourself a stew. Yeah. I think that and, you, and then the tremolo pedal, I would like mm. to see the three of them together. It's a full rig. This is and a then, full rig. And then you just come on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that goes without saying. I mean, that's that's how all there's, this stuff ends up, right? Yeah, yeah. there's traces. There's going to be traces of come on all of this stuff. <laughs> Already. Let's, right, right. Let's, let's be clear. There's yeah. the, the, the forensic uh, doc... Uh, detectives have been in and there's 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 jizz on all this stuff <laughs> and then the the detective will be like well yeah it's you know have you have you seen this stuff of course there's jizz all over it yeah there's a dragon coming out of this guitar i i would be surprised if it wasn't fully just constantly wet with jizz like, <laughs> yeah i can't reach i can't reach climax without uh right unzipping a dragon on a guitar i mean this yeah. this cabinet is basically a bed it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's at least the size of a of a twin size bed. We had a friend I, we had a friend years back who uh was in a band and he shared a tiny little apartment with a bunch of friends and he had this Marshall half stack. And so when he would get home from gigs, he would wheel in the Marshall half stack, he would lay it on its back and put a piece of sheet glass over it, and that was their coffee table because there was oh, yeah, there was yeah. nowhere else to put it. I I have actually had that thought. I have a seventies. I have an orange half stack. Not to brag, the head is not over here. Orange half stack. Okay, all What's right. That? You're just big brag. I know. I but I have the cabinet is set, a seventies cabinet, and it's in a, like a rehearsal space. It's been in this rehearsal space for like ten years up the street, only because I can't. 
figure out where to put it. And I've thought I should just make it a coffee table. Mm. But then I think like, what a horrible thing to do to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, uh, cause I've got all these guitars out here in the garage. My wife is always like, you know, you could, you, if you want to make room, you could like decorate the house with them a little bit and like have them have hang a couple in the living room, hang, hang a couple in the staircase or whatever. I'm like, do not encourage this. This no, is it like, doesn't. Don't bring this into the house. Guitars, yeah, guitars. As much as I love guitars, they should not be mixed in. Like it, it. It's like next thing you know, you. It's like uh It's gonna be wing night every night, and it it's like a, it looks like a bar or something. If you right, just have right. a bunch of guitars hanging around. Yeah, they're, they're exactly where they should be. Like one is fine. Like have an acoustic somewhere or something right. like have one that's interesting looking, but like when you start making it into storage in the common areas of the house, then it's like, yeah, take over. And you're know? like, Hey babe, I might want to rip a solo. <laughs> I'm going to set up my pedal board down here in the middle of the living room. No big it's deal. It's going to be a mini board. It's just going to be a mini board. And then there's cables laying all over the place and stuff. And no, yeah, no. it's uh, you got exactly. you. You can have one. I think you're look. Yeah, what you said. One guitar in like the common areas, and then the rest have to be in yeah. your your own problem in the garage. It's just there so that people can ask about it. Like, oh, you play guitar, and then you're like. Let me show you my pleasure room. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the real that's stuff. That's a meme, Ryan. You stole that from a meme. <laughs> what stole it from a movie? Yeah. Let me well, take yeah. let me take you out back while the women folk finish right. up. With their synthesizers because they're musicians too. Yeah. And your wife takes the takes everyone back to her synthesizer room. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, synthesizers are for girls. Come out and come out and check out the guitar room with the guys. Sick. <laughs> yeah. Only 30% of your guy friends will know what they are, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my wife's feeling really moogie right now. That's a synthesizer joke. Get it? Moogie. That was strong. That was that a was strong a joke. You, you joke. can feel feel free to steal that day for your for your act. I might. <laughs> just uh just whisper uh Writing credit Ryan Burke right after you do it in, in the act. I'm I'm happy to. Yeah, Always uh, big on attribution. <laughs> so uh, we should wrap this up. We've gone over, and I know you need to go to bed. Um, I could die. I could die. I know. Well, you've been going to bed at eight thirty, and it must be like eleven thirty now. Like you must uh, be psychedelic right now. Oh, it's it's wild. Yeah, yeah. The walls are melting. Uh, but everyone should go check out your stuff. You've got your podcast, the Dave Hill <laughs> Hour. I've been uh, tuning in that for that uh, most weeks when you, I can. You've been on it. I have. I ju- you do the you do like the live hangout thing at the end, and it was my first time watching it. I was like, oh, I'll check out his podcast. And you're like, hey, uh, everyone, join on if you want. I was like, what? He does that too? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so, like first episode, I'm in there like, oh, hey. So everyone go watch the podcast, uh, subscribe to that. Uh, go check Thank out you. bands. You've got two that I know of. I know you probably have way more than that. Just uh, three, three, just three. Still, that's plenty. So there's, there's what there's Valley Forge Lodge. Va- Valley, Valley Lodge. Lodge. Valley no, Lodge. That's a common mistake. Valley Forge. There's yeah. Valley Lodge painted With doll. Paint. Oh, painted doll. That's the other one. 
Yeah, Painted Doll is my band with Chris Reifert from Autopsy, the mm. death, death metal band. But we're we're like more of a psych rock band, Painted Doll, and then Witch Taint, of course. Witch Taint is which is black metal, hilarious. Yes, not to be confused with death metal. Well, I don't want no, to. It couldn't be more death. No, it's not death metal at all, Steve. Come on. Um, no, Witch Taint is hilarious. Everyone, go watch that. We're gonna play a song at the end. Can we can we play a Witch Taint song at the end of the? Of the episode are you fine with that Dave? oh sure yeah okay yeah, that'll demonetize yeah, yeah. So all the money will go to you all like one dollar a buck and a half you'll get it through cd baby eventually <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um i want to i want to play uh are you ready for love is that the name of it i don't know you tell me There's, are you ready to black metal or are you ready for love ready for love that's the one i want to play Cause I love, I love that. Song. <laughs> um, oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 Valley Lodge, uh, I've listened to a couple songs and I just want to say, I love it. Like that's, that's the type of music oh, where you. like I, I would have discovered that, you know, at a record store and bought it for the album art in my college years and like just left it in and driven around all day listening to it and be like, Oh yeah, this is like my new favorite band now. Like I love that whole, like kind of like, like late nineties, early two thousands, like power pop sort of edge that you've got going on there. Like it's, it's in my wheelhouse. I re I really like it. So everyone go check out that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I've uh like I said, I, I feel like we've been uh, two ships passing in the night. And now that I know about you, I'm, I've been diving into your stuff for like weeks. Like I got to know more about this. Date. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're, we're, we, we're making it happen now. We're making it we're happen. making up for a lot of time. This is the beginning. We're, we're going to be dear friends from now on. We're, we might not ever speak. Again. I feel <laughs> good. Post post plague. I'm, I'm going to be in that garage one day just ripping <laughs> solos. I love it. Yeah. We're going to, we're, this is it guys. This is the beginning of the rest of our life. This, this is how it starts. This is the beginning yeah. of how it starts meme. So anyways, huge thanks yeah. for agreeing to be on the show, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thanks and, for having uh, me. and uh, stay tuned for this song. You're going to love it. Bye everybody. Stay grounded. See ya.
question. Yes. Are 